Hello, and welcome to the Real Talk with Tamara podcast. I'm Tamara, a photographer and creative director for beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and professionals, and your host of Real Talk with Tamara. So this podcast covers actionable, down-to-earth business and lifestyle advice for creative entrepreneurs who aspire to make an impact in their communities while keeping it real, of course. A little housekeeping before we get into it. Please follow or subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And comments are currency, so please leave a comment. You may just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. What's going on, booze? And welcome to another episode of the Real Talk with Tamara podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Today is fun because I'm chatting with a fellow Howard alum and the SEO queen, Miss Charlene McCraney. So you may recall Charlene is also the creator and author of the hair care blog, Texture Talk. And today we're talking all about SEO. So SEO or search engine optimization is definitely something that can incite excitement or complete anxiety for business owners, including myself and bloggers alike. And this was really great because Charlene did an amazing job simplifying SEO and how to begin utilizing SEO to drum up more traffic to your website, which also means more leads and why it's so important now more than ever to improve our SEO skills. So before we get into this packed episode, here is a little bit more about Charlene. Charlene McCraney is a blogging coach and SEO strategist that teaches bloggers how to grow online and beyond social media so they can turn their blog into a business and stress less over likes and followers. In her five plus years of blogging, she has been able to generate consistent high traffic to her website, creating passive income and monetizing through a variety of mediums. Charlene is passionate about showing bloggers and content creators they have value beyond their follower account. After developing a very unhealthy relationship with Instagram, Charlene shifted her focus to a platform she actually owned, which brought her even more joy and success, her blog. As a result, Charlene helps other bloggers and content creators through her signature Blog Like a Pro VIP Day, where she teaches her four-part proven SEO system to blog strategically for growth in order to drive traffic and turn your blog into a business. Charlene also created her free hashtag blog goals challenge that helps bloggers with showing up consistently with blog content for 30 days and teaches newbie bloggers how to build and launch a blog from scratch in 90 days through her online course, Ready, Set, Blog. When she's not blogging, you can find her working out, dancing, or binge watching TV shows with her husband on the couch, which is where we all are right now. So without further ado, let's get into this episode and be ready to take a lot of notes. Charlene, it is a pleasure to have you on the Real Talk with Tamara podcast. I feel like I've known you as like Texture Talk. Um, Now you're the SEO queen. Um, And you're also a Howard alum, as am I. Um, So I really thank you for, for coming on to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. I feel like I already know you. If I had been friends via Instagram for years. I know. <laughs> and now we're finally talking. Yeah, and we're we're talking about a very interesting topic that I feel like is kind of taboo in the digital space, um, which is SEO. 
So first and foremost, what does SEO stand for, for those who do not know what that means? And then what is one misconception just about learning the basics of SEO? Yes, um, so great question. So SEO stands for search engine optimization, and it's really the beautiful art or the process by which you make content and improvements to your website those search engines like Google can refer your websites to others. The easiest way I like to put it to really help people understand is Google and other search engines want to know that your website is the bomb.com. Like basically, that's, that's all they really want to know. They want to know that your website is the best out there so they can put your content in front of, other, in front of as many people as possible because that's really Google's main goal. Their goal is to return valuable information to people who are searching for it on their platform. So everything that you do with SEO, from content to keywords to making your website mobile friendly and user friendly, that all helps with your SEO and it helps Google to say, hey, this website is the bomb. We think you should go to this website and see their information for whatever you're searching for. Now, the biggest misconception about SEO is that it's scary. It's mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. What does it mean? I can't do this. <laughs> but that is not the case. SEO is not hard. It's not scary. It just really boils down to you understanding what your audience is actually searching for online and what they're Googling for so you can create content that they actually want. Yeah, you know, I feel like when someone says SEO, people just start staring like a deer in headlights. It's yeah. completely intimidating and um, hard for people to grasp, but it, it really is easy. And, and we're gonna talk about some of those processes today. Um, but what was a personal experience or circumstance maybe that you experienced or maybe a friend experience that made you realize how powerful and valuable SEO was to the health of your business? Yeah, so really, really great question. So honestly, in the beginning of my blogging career, I became, I was focused on SEO early on. I didn't know much about it and I really didn't know how it worked, but I just kept hearing about it and I kept hearing about this plugin um, called Yoast. So I was like, hey, mm -hmm. let me give it a shot. So after about a year or so of blogging, you know, people would say to me like, hey, I Googled um, XYZ and I saw your blog come up on the first page of Google or, you know, hey, I was looking at this and I found your blog and I'm like, hey, maybe this SEO thing is like pretty cool, you know, maybe it's a pretty big deal. Um, the biggest thing that made me realize how powerful SEO was though, when I started paying attention to my Google Analytics. Mm -hmm. um, as a natural hair blogger, just like so many other bloggers in the industry, like I was spending so much time on Instagram, right? I was like, oh, I need to get my followers up. I was worried about my likes and brand deals and just totally stressing out about Instagram for no reason. <laughs> and I realized I was just totally missing the fact that I was sitting on a gold mine just with my own blog. But once I started to dig into my Google Analytics, I realized like, hey, I'm getting like, at back in that time, I'm getting like over... 50,000 page views a month, maybe 30,000 page views a month. I have like 25,000 people visiting my blog. And I'm like, yo, I'm reaching way more people on my blog than I am on Instagram. I'm trying to get these people to click a link in my bio. And I realized like, hey, let me focus on the area that I can actually control 
and that I actually, you know, have some have influence over more so than Instagram. And that's when I really became laser focused on SEO and just working on growing my blog consistently. And then once I realized I could monetize my blog <laughs> through my page views and my sessions, it was like a light bulb went off. And I was like, oh, this is a no brainer. Like I'm focusing on the wrong platform. <laughs> yeah. And you said you were getting like 50,000 like page views. Mm-hmm. How soon or like, when did you notice that in your blogging journal or journey, excuse me? Wow. Oh my God. That's a good question. So like, I'm trying to think I started blogging in 2014. I would say around 2016, I started to look at page views and really, and say like, wow, like I I have good stuff here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm getting a lot of page views. I'm getting sessions. And I just really started digging into that and just, you know, really focusing on that. And, and really, um, I just, I love to write. So I was very consistent. We would just write in blog content. Um, I was a contributor to other after her blogs, like naturallycurly.com, curlynicky.com. And so once I was blogging on those sites and, you know, it was linking back to my site that was driving more traffic as well. That's what we call an SEO backlink. Mm-hmm. I won't get too technical right now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So around 2016, I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. I, I have something here. But in 2016, I still wasn't in the mindset of right. like, hey, let me just monetize this because I'm seeing all these pages. I was honestly in 2016, I was like, I'm still trying to get these brand deals. I'm trying to get my followers mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to work with, you know, Shea Moisture or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, no, girl, like you can monetize your own stuff, you know? And so I would say, I would say 2018 is when I was like, okay, I am going to take monetizing my blog seriously I'm going to start um, instead of trying to position myself as valuable because I have all these followers I'm going to position myself because of the actual page views and the number of people that I have coming to my blog every month and tell a brand like hey that's cool that you know you may want me to post an Instagram photo that someone is going to look at for five seconds and keep scrolling, but I can give you a well-optimized blog post for SEO, and I guarantee you that you're going to get so many people to see this content every month, and it's going to be sticky content, and whenever someone goes to Google it, my blog post is going to continue to show up, so that's kind of like the mind frame I shifted to. And I don't, I still don't pitch a lot of brands. Like I might do a couple of sponsored blog posts here and there, but I really focus on um, monetizing like through my other coaching platforms. And um, I am with the ad revenue agency and I monetize off of ad revenue as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And I think, I mean, there are a lot of good nuggets that you shared in that story, but there are two things that mainly come up. The first is that it's so important to really identify which metrics you're actually going to follow to um, track the success of your business. It's Mm -hmm. not necessarily um, number of followers, because if your conversion sucks, then number of followers is kind of irrelevant. So it's really important to identify the metrics early on in your business that's going to help dictate your success. And then also the consistency piece. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we say consistency all the time in our circles. Every circle that I am in, we are talking about consistency, consistency, consistency. And it's like, people still don't get it. And, you know, I'm teaching a training 
in the next day or so. And one of the, one of the quotes that I'm going to share is that, think about it like this. When I post content consistently and I am inviting conversation, I'm starting a conversation, I'm inviting people to schedule discovery call, I'm consistently sharing my story, consistently sharing the success of my clients, and you do none of that, then I have a higher chance of being booked for a project over you mm -hmm. because you're not being consistent. Yeah. Um, and so that consistency piece over a period of time definitely allows the person to reap those rewards over time, but you have to be consistent. So, so thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah, um, I love that. And that's yeah. with my blogging students too. I said consistent, my quote is consistently, consistency forces other people to take you seriously. Oh, that's yes. just what I believe. Like if you are saying, oh, I'm going to publish a blog post in February and I might do another one in March and, you know, maybe <laughs> I might do something in July. Oh, it's back to school time. Let me write something. Like, people are going to be looking like, girl, what are you, what are you doing? Like, oh, what she got going on now? She's always posting this random stuff. <laughs> you just want to be consistent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a common story that I hear from a lot of women that I interview on the podcast is their ability to pivot. And usually it's a really great transition based off of what they started doing and then utilizing that to serve a bigger purpose. And so I know originally you were, you were, as you said, a natural hair blogger and you were growing a huge community. I mean, I definitely bought some stuff based off of your own recommendations that I still use to this day. Um, but what made you finally decide to transition in 2018 to coaching other bloggers and also doing SEO strategy? Yeah. So the funny thing about that is I am still a natural hair blogger because I still run a natural hair blog. So technically I'm still a natural hair blogger. Now, is that what I put out and promote on Instagram? No, because Instagram doesn't drive any traffic to my blog. So I use Instagram as my platform um, for being a blogging coach and SEO strategist. Um, but as far as the transition and the pivot, I mean, I still blog about natural hair because I love to write and I still love educating women um, about healthy natural hair care and things like that. But my pivot also to become a blogging coach and an SEO strategist was really about um, over the past couple of years, like people just continuously asking me like, how do I start a blog? Can you give me some pointers? What should I do? Should I do this? Should I do that? Mm -hmm. And I started to blog in 2014. So I've been doing this for about, you know, almost six years now. I really started in 2009, but we're not going to talk about that first <laughs> blog, which was a mess. Um, so over the time, you know, they women really wanted to know, like, how can I go get started in this space? So I said, hey, what's the easiest way for me to teach these women everything I know about this space, right? Like I built my blog from the ground up, literally built the website, learned everything I did on my own, went to YouTube University, just Googled, you know, like crazy. So I wanted to teach others how to do the same and empower them to know that like, hey, if I could do it, like they could do it, it's not impossible. And I wanted to teach them how to start blogs the right way and learn from my mistakes. Mm -hmm. So with that, with SEO strategy, I started to see, okay, I can teach you how to start a blog, but I also need to teach you how to grow a blog and how to sustain it. And I've done that through SEO. So I was like, okay, there's another level to this because 
I want to teach you how to start and then I want to teach you how to grow. So in order to do that, I needed to teach women the SEO strategy so they can grow it, so they can grow their audience on the platform that they own. So like me, they wouldn't be stressed over likes and followers. I can't even count how many people say, hey, I want to start a blog. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, what are your goals? What are your blogging goals? Well, I really want to grow my followers. And I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of like a disconnect. <laughs> like, I right. want to grow your follow your Instagram followers, which will be a byproduct of growing your blog as well. And, you know, people want to become full-time bloggers and they want to make money, which is great. But I'm like, hey, let me show you, let me unlock this, this hidden masterpiece of SEO to show you how to become a full-time blogger, actually writing content, growing your audience, monetizing that audience, monetizing your blog that way um, through SEO by getting those increased page views. Not the, Instagram for me as a blogger is like the cherry on top, right? Like it's an extra marketing tool. But if you want to be a person who loves to write and you want to blog and you want to become a full-time blogger that way, you know, there's just other means to do that. And Instagram is not the end-all be-all. And that's really what I want people to understand when it comes to SEO strategy and when it becomes to becoming a full-time blogger. I cannot tell you how many bloggers I know inside of my SEO community, they don't even have Instagram and they're making like tons of dough, <laughs> tons of passive income. And it's like Instagram, like why would I waste my time on Instagram? I get my traffic from SEO or I get it from Pinterest, you know? So um, that's why I switched to SEO strategy because it's such an untapped market. Like you said, so many yeah. people talk about it. And to be quite honest, you know, I know my demographic and your demographic, there's not a lot of women of color talking about SEO and educating other women or other black and brown people about SEO. And I just want to untangle this myth that it's so difficult and we can't crack the code and figure it out because plenty of people doing it, plenty. Plenty and plenty of people are monetizing it and making a lot of money. So, you know, we are currently in a very interesting time in society and the economy. And and SEO is probably a very easy way right now to optimize a person's website and gain more eyes on their business, especially since now we're all home and we're literally all on on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um but just to make the point even clear, just to drive the point home even further, what are three reasons that SEO is even more important right now than it has ever been in the past? Yeah, definitely. That's such a great question. I'm so glad you asked. So like you said, we're, it's a very unprecedented time right now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone could have seen us all being stuck in the house on Zoom. Well, I won't say stuck, safe in the house mm-hmm. um, on Zoom calls, just, you know, looking for online resources and things like that. So this is the perfect time to work on your SEO strategy right now while you have some downtime to really dig into it. So number one is your business, your blog, your brand, whatever you are online, it needs to be optimized for SEO so people can easily find you online, especially as more people transition to digital resources. You want for someone sitting in their home right now to say, you know, how do I find easy at home exercises I can do with my kids in less than 30 minutes? Like if they type that in and you are a health and wellness blogger, you want your content to be on the first couple of pages. Or if you sell some type of online course or product around that, you want your website to be on the first couple of pages for that. 
if people are going to be home more often, they're going to be on the internet more, you just really want to make sure that you're doing whatever you need to do for your page to show up. So that's number one. Number two, SEO, it also helps to ensure people can continue to find you so you can continue to generate sales and leads for your business or traffic to your blog um, at a steady, consistent pace. The thing about SEO that's also tricky is that, you know, it's not like a quick fix. It's not like a band-aid. It's a long-term growth strategy. So unlike um, Facebook ads where you're going to get a temporary spike in traffic and then it's going to go right back down or like viral content that you may be getting some traffic. Maybe you did like a cool Instagram challenge and then all these people flock to your website and you got a temporary spike in traffic. But then after that dies, your traffic goes back down. SEO helps to make sure you have that consistent growth over time so that you're steady seeing that increase and you're just not getting that quick spike in traffic and then it dropped right back down. Mm-hmm. And the third reason is because, like I said, SEO is a marathon, not a sprint. So if you start to implement these things right now, by the time we're hopefully past COVID, you're going to start to see those things pay off over the next couple of months and it's going to continue to pay off for months and years to come. So I'm still seeing high traffic from blog posts I wrote like years ago. And when I'm saying years, like three, four years ago, that's still like, constantly bringing traffic to my website because that those are things that people are actually searching for online and so my content is showing up so while you have the time now really work on your seo strategy which you know i'll talk about a little bit detail what that really means because when you look up six months from now you know seven months from now even a year from now you're gonna be like wow all those little things i did a year ago which didn't seem like big deals to me are now starting to pay off yeah it's not a sprint y'all it's not a sprint at all it's so funny that you said that because i started updating my seo on my website and then i went on google and i was like i'm not showing up and i was like well tamara you just updated this yesterday so (laughs) what were you looking for (laughs) i was searching for product photography Mm, in Washington, D.C. And so I started adding those keywords to Mm -hmm. my pages. But I also know I need to add alternative descriptions to every picture that is on my website. But this is not about me. This is not a this is not a coaching call. Um, You got some tips, too. Yes other things that you can do yeah, yeah so I, I know you you support the blog community however as as we are saying you know SEO can can benefit anyone yeah. um, so what are three steps that people can begin to implement now to begin driving that traffic or as you said you know sowing those seeds so that six months a year down the line they're really beginning to reap those benefits Yeah, definitely. So the first thing that I want everyone to do is I like to call it getting friendly with Google. You have to stop being so afraid of data and analytics. You have to pull back the hood of your car, which is what I like to call your Google Analytics. So the first thing I think I want people to do is submit their website to the Google Search Console and also submit your sitemap. So the Google Search Console is a web web service by Google, you know, of course. And it allows webmasters to check and index the status and the optimize the visibility of your website. 
so if I have any really, really technical people, um, back in like before 2015, it was called Google Webmaster Tools, if that sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Now it's called the Google Search Console. And so most importantly, it helps to make sure Google has access to your content. And then you'll also get notifications of any changes or any improvements you need to make to your site to give you the best user experience. So you may get an email that says, hey, we noticed that this page isn't optimized for mobile. Um, make some changes because your website being optimized for mobile is a really, really, really big ranking factor for Google. So you want to get friendly with Google. Um, part like 1B to that, I guess you can say, is submitting your sitemap to um, the Google Search Console too. And essentially what that is, it's like um, the skeleton <laughs> of your website essentially. And it helps Google to intelligently crawl your website so they can know what pages you have, what images you have, what posts you have, your about page, like all this stuff. So number one, get friendly with Google, submit your website to the Google search console, submit your sitemap to the console. Um, also install Google Analytics if you don't have it because that's the perfect way to really get to know your traffic, your demographic, your audience, all of those things. So get friendly with Google. If you have a business, also submit your business to Google. Submit your business to Google. Okay, so that's one. Number two is your website description and your about page. So those are really important things. So when you, um, whether you use WordPress or Wix or Squarespace, there's always an area where you have like a description of like what your website is. So for you, you will want your description to say product, DC-based product photographer, you know, or something like that. But even more important is your about page. You want to put those keywords on your about page as well that really describes who you are, what you do, what your what your website is about, what your business is about. Really, um, if you if you're trying to rank for locality type keywords, maybe if it's like Dallas bakery shop, you know, or something like that. You just want to make sure those keywords are really optimized in your website description and your about page. Um, also, number three is you really want to, if, if you have a blog on your website, this is the time to really improve and work on your blog content that is specifically created for your niche area. So the common thing that people kind of get confused it's like they're like oh if i have a blog i have to write all the time i have to publish every week and do this more doesn't mean better you know it, it's not a race against who can publish the most blog posts a month it's about the quality content and making sure that you're actually writing about the things that people are searching for in your community so for example if you had a blog component um you know on your website i don't know if you do or if you don't but if you say hey i'm looking to really beef up my seo because the thing about seo as well is seo favors written content just period that's just how the algorithm works so if there's an opportunity for you to add some type of blog educational content to your business i would highly suggest it for seo purposes and it can just be focused on the things that people actually want to know in your industry so maybe a a, a blog um idea for you is like how to take iPhone photography that doesn't look like trash, you know, or something on your phone. Because, you know, because of course people are going to come to you because they want product photography, but maybe if they're like, hey, I, I, I need product photography, but I also want to know the best way to take high quality photos on my phone. 
you optimize that, it's going to hopefully, you know, over time show up on the first page of Google. And then if they say, hey, I don't even have time to waste on product photography. Let me just hire her because mm -hmm. I actually think that she does this. So you see how that goes. Mm -hmm. You're writing content that people are actively searching for and Googling in your niche. And I'm, I'll give you guys a couple of tools to help you know what people are searching for too, because that's, that's the biggest part is actually doing keyword research. So you understand what do people want to know? That's the biggest thing I really want people to understand is like blogging just to blog it's fine. Like you can blog as a hobbyist or you can blog as a business. And when you blog as a business owner, that means you blog strategically for what people are searching for on Google, period. <laughs> Ooh, child. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that read, that carry. And, and honestly, that's really amazing and useful information. Um, I stopped blogging a long time ago. Not to judge, don't judge me. Oh, I'm not. But <laughs> I stopped blogging several years ago, mainly because I just, one, I, I don't like written content. So and that's very important to know. It's, like, it's very important to know, you know, what, what your lane is so that you can stay in your lane. However, these are still steps that you can utilize, even if you decide not to add that blog or educational component that component that you can still utilize for your business um yeah, if totally. i'm not yeah. yeah totally so there there's a ton of other things that you can do for seo like like i was saying your about page your meta descriptions if you are selling products or services making sure that you're um naming those images with a particular um with the correct keyword name or with the correct name so you always want to be thinking if someone Googles this, what are they going to Google? That's what you want to save your images as. That's what you want to make sure your alt text is when you update it and things like that. And even we talk about um, another big thing that we talk about is like um, in the community is off page SEO. So things like your page speed, things like making sure that your website is optimized for mobile. And another really big thing that people can do, like, let's say if you're not really, you say, okay, I don't want to blog, right? I'm not a writer. Um, really big in SEO is also your linking capability. So we call those backlinks and internal links. So if you have the opportunity to reach out to other platforms, maybe you have something interesting going on, or maybe you've been featured somewhere, um, and you have the opportunity for another platform to link back to your website, um, that's a high authority website. Site, um, that is great because every link that you get, like if a, let's say you were featured in Forbes, right, for your product photography and they linked back to you, that's called a backlink. And every link that you get that's a high quality link is like a vote in Google and you get pushed up in the rankings. Because the goal is to be on page one of Google search results. How many people you know going past page two? Like nobody. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Nobody's going past page two. And actually, research shows that there's a, it's a drastic decline in terms of click-through. People on page one has the highest, drastically drops down on page two, page three, and no one is going past page three, just like period. So all of the links that you get, the backlinks, if you're featured, asking people to link back to your blog. If you're also, when you're doing content, if you are really heavy on blogging, you linking out to other reputable, 
um, reputable websites because essentially Google wants to know that like, hey, you are providing great value, whether you're linking to things inside of your own website, whether you're externally linking to Forbes, whether they're linking back to you. Um, link building is a really big thing in the SEO community. So if you've been featured somewhere, if you're reaching out to these um, other platforms or other websites, ask for a link back. Ask them to say, hey, can you link to my blog? I saw you featured me. Can you link to my blog? I saw you did this. Or, hey, I have this really cool blog post that I think your audience may really like. If you want to feature it, can you link back to my blog? Those are all the other off-page SEO type things that business owners can do if they don't have heavy written blog content. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so this is a really great segue into tools. So, you know, my question I was going to ask, you know, what's one tool that business owners can utilize now to begin implementing SEO strategy for their website? I mean, you, you shared a couple um, in the previous answer, which is really great. But if someone had to utilize one right now, you know, okay. which one would it be? <laughs> You're going to make me say one? I can't say one. Okay, I have like three. Okay. All right. Bless, bless us then bless if, us. You, if you want. <laughs> so for the people who are writing blog content heavily, um, it's not even just for blog content, but just period. So if you have WordPress, the Yoast SEO plugin for WordPress is hands down the best plugin. It does 90% of your keyword um, stuff for you to make sure it's optimized throughout your website and throughout your blog and things like that. Um, so that's like hands down my favorite plugin. I've used it for years. I don't even have the paid version. I'm still on the free version and I'm still getting tons of traffic. So, but if you um, don't have WordPress, that's fine. Another tool, if you don't have WordPress, that's fine. So you just want to make sure that you are optimizing your keywords um, within your website, whether it be Wix or Squarespace. And they also have cool platforms and plugins and things like that that you can use. I don't use those platforms. So I don't know the names of them, but they do have those as well. Okay, so Yoast is number one. Number two, anyone can use this. It's called Keywords Everywhere. And it's a Google Chrome extension. So what it does is it helps you to say, okay, um, I'm going to blog about this. Let me put, let me use this Google Chrome extension. So when I go into Google and I type product photography, it's going to give me a list of other keywords that people are actually searching for related to product photography. And you want to make sure that you're using those all within your pages or your blog posts or your website and things like that, because, um, that's going to help your SEO so people can get back to your website. And then the last one that I really like, it's a free tool. It's called Uber Suggest. Um, it's a platform created by the GOAT, Neil Patel. He's like the GOAT in SEO. Mm -hmm. um, and so Uber, Uber Suggest actually allows you to put in your website, see all the keywords that you're ranking for, see all the backlinks that you're getting, but then you can actually put in other websites to see like the keywords that they're ranking for. So this is like the the foundation of like keyword research. So maybe if you want to spy on your quote unquote spy on your competitors. So the part of the keyword research is like you want to see what other competitor websites are ranking for and what volume they're getting because you're like, hey, I can use some of that keywords into my content and kind of not steal their traffic, but just be competitive to know like, hey, if people are searching for this on this website, maybe we should start to incorporate some of that content. And also the really cool thing about Uber Suggest 
is it will tell you all of the pages that are linking back to those key, all the websites that are linking back to those keywords as well. So maybe you can say, hey, I see that um, HoneyBook is linking back to this photographer's website for this because of this keyword. I have some content that I think HoneyBook will be interested in. Let me reach out to them and see if they want to link back to my blog because I actually have some content that's pretty cool. So. Um, so that's three. Sorry, but those are all really good. I use them. I use them all the time and they're Thank free. You. Yeah. The third one, it's Uber, like the car service. Is that yeah, how Uber, Uber suggest? Okay. Thank you so much. Um, we're getting pretty close to the, the last few questions, but I hope everyone is like taking tons of notes. I wish I could, as I am doing this interview, but at least I can listen to it again as I'm editing. Um, but this is all amazing information, Charlene. So thank you so much for, for just giving above and beyond. Welcome. What is one thing to keep in mind when you want to start seeing or when you are trying to anticipate seeing uh, the benefits of SEO in your business? So we kind of talked about it already. But, you know, would love to hear what's one thing that we should be keeping in mind. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing is understanding that it is a long-term game. It's a long-term game. It's a long-term growth strategy. Um, and know that it takes, it, it takes practice, you know. It's, you're not going to get it right, right out the ballpark. Some things are probably going to perform better than others <laughs> that you least expected it. Um, but it's okay. Just continue to work at it. Continue to do your research. There's so many like free resources and tools out there. I, I watch a ton of YouTube videos. There's free trainings and things like that. I have a free training coming up. Um, so just keep working at it and, you know, keep just keep at it, really. I mean, it's a, it's a long time. Ago. I was trying to think of another word, but I'm like, you know, you just got to You just really got to keep at it. Yeah. And what's what's the free training that you're that you're offering? Yeah, so the free training that I'm offering is how I got my blog post to page 1 of Google in 60 days. So, um very very fun. I I wrote a blog post back in November and I I constantly monitor my posts when I know I've done a really really good job of optimizing it for SEO. Mm -hmm. And so like around January, I was like, oh, this is on page one of Google. This is really cool. Um, so I was like, oh, I should do a free training about this because people, you know, people always want to know what can I do for SEO? What can I do for this? And it's not just like a one trick pony. You yeah. know, yeah. it's a combination of things that you have to do. And um, yeah, so that's the free training that I'm working on. It should be released like in another week or so. All right. Awesome. So. And I'll definitely put that in the show notes as well for you guys if you're curious or if you just want to learn more about um, working with Charlene. Um, do you have any final words on SEO, especially during this unprecedented time that we are currently in? Yes, yes. I just really want people to focus on creating content that your audience actually wants. That is the biggest thing and the biggest takeaway I really want people to understand. Um, I, sometimes I tell my clients, like, 
you got to take your ego out a little bit <laughs> when you're blogging strategically for business um, and when you're blogging to to grow traffic. And it doesn't mean that you're taking the fun out of it because you can still blog and have your tone of voice and all that type of stuff. But focus on creating content that your audience actually wants. Um, use tools like Keywords Everywhere. Just use Google itself. If you if you go into Google right now and you type product photography and you know how you see all those other things that pop up after it, mm-hmm. that is Google telling you what people are searching for online and use that. That's a free tool right there. Google auto-populate. Use that to your advantage when you're creating content and all of that type of stuff and really focus on, focus on user experience. It's 2020. It's no reason your website should not be mobile optimized. If it's not, like shame on you. <laughs> focus focus really work on your page speed that's something you can do right now um because page speed is a really really big ranking factor for google like i said google's relationship google's main focus is returning websites that's going to provide the best user experience and the best value they don't want to refer slow websites so <laughs> go to google page speed do a page speed test Figure out what you need to do to improve your page speed, improve your user experience, and, um, you know, create content that your audience wants to see. Thank you so much, Charlene. This was, this was amazing. Oh, you're so welcome. I mean, I'm, I'm never surprised. Like, every woman that I interview for the Real Talk with Tamara podcast always brings their A-game, and this was no exception. So... Without further ado, please share how people can find you. Sure, sure. You can find me at bloggerstartupschool.com. That is my main platform where I teach women how to start a grow, how to start their blogs and how to grow their blogs. So that's www.bloggerstartupschool.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Charlene McCraney. Um, that's where I am on Instagram. And then my natural hair blog for all my natural hair blues out there. You can find me at texturetalk.com. That used to be my old Instagram name. <laughs> and then I changed it when I got married. And I started to, you know, just transition to, to brand myself, you know, as the blogging coach and on all of those things. So that's where you can find me. And also hashtag the SEO queen. Yes, thank you. Let's <laughs> not forget that. <laughs> I my Instagram um, uh, bio. <laughs> so hashtag the SEO queen. You can definitely find me there on Instagram as well. And you can find anything I've ever posted about SEO. We'll have that hashtag. All right. Thank you so much, Charlene. I will see you on the gram and stay safe. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. And on that note, this wraps up another edition of Real Talk with Tamara. Real talk for real women. If you like what you've heard, please share with Reckless Abandon. And don't forget to follow on iTunes or Spotify so you don't miss out on the next episode. Until next time, remember to grind with grace and love, peace, and do you, boo.